You're listening to the Intuitively Intermittent Podcast. Whether this is your first time joining me or your hundredth, thank you for being here and being a part of this important conversation. In June 2018, I was tired of being asked by the intuitive eating groups to take my conversations about intermittent fasting elsewhere. At the same time, the conversation in the intermittent fasting community wasn't addressing the emotional and spiritual needs of my IF lifestyle. Before I knew it, the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group was up and running, and I started this podcast. I am super excited to bring you the personal stories of folks who are combining intuitive eating and intermittent fasting successfully, and really creating lives that bring them joy and meaning. Breaking out of the diet mentality and diet culture is not a one-time thing. It's definitely an ongoing process, and I thought it would be helpful for me to reflect back and share with you on my victories from this past week. So there was a few things that happened that are sort of noteworthy. Um, You've heard me talk about in prior episodes, potentially, that I combine intuitive eating and intermittent fasting. And one of the primary complaints of intermittent fasting is that it becomes just another rule. Like you can only eat within a certain time window where you have to fast for a certain duration. And so in aligning with my intuitive eating goals, it's really important for me to pay attention to how rigid I'm in Um, interacting with intermittent fasting. And so this past week, I found myself um, hungrier before my eating window was set to start. And my primary job there is to reflect back on, you know, is this, is this real hunger or is it, um, you know, I'm trying to use food as a distraction mechanism or whatever. So one of the things I have to do is reflect on that. And then if I decide that I am physically hungry, my job as an intuitive eater is to honor that. And so this past week, um, I I think I break, broke my fast at 11.30 one day. I think I broke my fast at 12.30 one day. Um, and then like there was another day where it was like 1.30. And all of this being said, like my, my intended eating window at this point is generally like 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. So um, I just, I went with the flow and then, you know, had to be very mindful about not um, not feeling guilty or not having any regret about doing that and just trusting that uh, my body is telling me what it needs and then to listen to that. And then also on that same topic, like I found myself craving more carbs this week than in other weeks. And, um, you know, carbs are often the most accessible energy source for our bodies to digest. And so I tried to honor that. And um, so I did eat some more carbs than, than prior weeks. And, um, and, you know, then the challenge was not, not to modify my behavior after that, right? Like, so I had a lot of carbs at um, in the middle of the day, that doesn't necessarily mean that I need to eat a lighter dinner or anything like that. Um, and so those are just a couple of the victories that I had this, this past week. Um, you know, if, if you would love to 
hear more conversations about that and maybe share some of your personal victories, I would invite you to head on over to the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group. And um, that's the kind of stuff I love talking about over there. And we have a great community where folks share and um, support one another. So head on over there, request to join, answer a few simple questions, and, and then I'll look forward to engaging in conversation with you. So for today's episode, I want to share with you what my first day of intuitive eating and intermittent fasting looked like. So before I started on this journey, I was following a very strict food plan. And that food plan involved um, only eating at mealtime. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and there was no snacks in between. It involved weighing my food, my portions, um, you know, to the eighth of an ounce, whatever my scale um, can read. Um, And it involved the same food groups at every meal. So for breakfast, I was having, you know, one and a half grains and two proteins, whatever it worked out to. Uh, I actually don't even remember anymore. So um, transitioning to intermittent fasting and then also intuitive eating uh, had a few changes and so I wanted to sort of share what that looked like. So it started um, the first day for me started with not having breakfast first thing in the morning and that was a change because um, I didn't know when my next meal was going to be or I guess I I knew like so for me uh, because I knew I wanted to also be doing intermittent fasting as a part of this because I wasn't actually hungry first thing in the morning I knew that I was aiming for a 16 hour fast so for me that was going to mean my first meal of the day would be let's say 11 or 12 o'clock and so um, I knew that I wasn't going to be eating breakfast um, that morning and I also knew when I was hoping to break my fast and so um, I gave up my old habit which was eating breakfast and I also had a plan and that plan is important because when making a change like this for me anyway there was a lot of anxiety involved and so um, it wasn't anxiety because I felt like I was doing something wrong but it was anxiety because I didn't know what to expect like I didn't know if I could handle it I didn't you know I didn't know a lot of things and it's scary to try to break out of old habits and so Um, not having breakfast in the morning was a bit uncomfortable, not because I was hungry, but because it was habit. And then, um, for me, knowing that I was going to be eating at, you know, a reasonable time and not starving myself until dinner or something allowed me to relax into this sense that there will be food available. And, um, and I mean, I packed my food just like I always would. And so on the, on the topic of packing food, I, as I mentioned, like I was eating specific food groups and I was eating specific portions of those foods. And so I packed my normal amount of food for the day and I brought it with me to work. Um, the difference was that I wasn't going to eat it at a set time. Like I was going to allow myself to eat it when I wanted to eat it um, after I opened my window. So the thing that was interesting about that was... Um, or the way I challenged that was that, first of all, I didn't measure my food that day. 
Um, and so instead of measuring out, you know, 10 ounces of vegetables for lunch, I just eyeballed it, um, which was a little bit uncomfortable at first. Um, but I needed to trust that that was the case. And like for something like crackers, for example, I knew that six crackers was considered a serving. And so in order to allow my body the opportunity to be a bit more intuitive about that, I, let's say I brought eight crackers. And then, um, so I knew that I had enough, but I also knew that I had more than enough. And so for me that, um, the first day and the first few days, um, where I was bringing my normal amount of food, then some, my job as I was tuning into eating more intuitively was to respect what my body was sort of directing me to. So for example, um, when I opened up my bag, you know, what was I drawn to first? Like, okay, so today I'm really in the mood for those carrots first, or today I really want my crackers and cheese first. And then I became comfortable after some practice with leaving food in my cooler. So like I brought this many carrots and I decided that I didn't want this many carrots today. So I left some. And that's a big deal because in in my prior food plan, like there was there was this expectation that I was going to eat all my food every day without fail because eating that amount of food was what was intended to keep me at a set weight which ultimately is part of the reason why I decided that wasn't a good fit for me like my body changes my needs change I I know that like I'm not gonna sustain my body and my weight by saying I have to eat the same food groups and the same amounts every single day for the rest of my life like that's not peaceful for me so um so I needed to experiment with letting my body drive like what I was craving and eating as much as it needed. And for me, that involved not measuring and also um, potentially leaving some food in my cooler. Um, And the other thing I did that first day, which um, I feel good about was like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it uh, just, you know, coincidence that the first day I decided to deviate from my prior food plan, somebody at work brought in some really good donuts. Like at work, we have um, so many people in my group are, um, the word obsessed has like this negative connotation, but we are donut aficionados. And in Philadelphia, there are a lot of really good donut places. And so this this first day where I decided that I was going to reincorporate sugar back in my diet, wouldn't you know that one of my coworkers brought in these really good donuts? So I decided that I was going to venture into it and I, but I also knew that I was going to honor my eating window for that first day. And so I went over and I took a knife and I cut off a really small portion and I set it aside so that I could have it when, um, when it was time. And, and I say that for a couple reasons. First of all, I cut off a portion. So I was starting small, like I hadn't had sugar at that point in a really long time and so I knew that I needed to ease myself into it I couldn't just you know have two three donuts and and expect to feel good so I cut off a small portion um and then second of all I know that if if I put that in my body with no other food in my stomach it's probably not going to make me feel very good and so I ate it as a bit of a dessert after I had my first meal of the day and the things that I remember reflecting on after I, as I was eating this was, first of all, it was good. Second of all, um, 
I didn't need more than I took. Like I think I took like a quarter of a donut and that was plenty. Like it satisfied my craving. I didn't have to go back for more. Um, and it also didn't really impact how I felt like it was it was enough without being too much Um, and so the lesson for that is like if if you are embarking on this intuitive eating journey in particular like you're gonna have to try some of these foods that maybe scare you Um, and that is challenging and it's a little bit um, scary at first but certainly you can do it and I just I want to take this opportunity to just say like I'm not I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a nutrition specialist. Like I'm just a person and I am trying to break out of the diet mentality and the diet culture and sharing my reflections with you. And so if, if you have a history of an eating disorder or, um, you know, have some underlying medical concerns, please, you know, talk to a doctor and a specialist before making any changes um, because I don't have that expertise. I'm just hoping by sharing my reflections that maybe you'll you'll gain some reflections on your life and be able to take some steps in a direction that feels more in alignment with your goals. So again, um, just to sort of wrap up, um, as you're starting this journey, start small, um, whether it's a small portion of a food that maybe you've been challenging yourself with or um, or baby steps, whatever that might mean for you. Um, recognize that your prior food plan or your prior eating style can be a backup. So for me, that was you know starting with where I was at with my food plan and adding a little bit more variety or not measuring not measuring my portions. Um, so having that as a backup and then um, having having a plan though, right? Like um, knowing that if you're going to wait to eat until a certain time, if you're trying intermittent fasting, like pick that time and be be a little loose with it. Like meaning like if you're aiming for 16 hours and then you find yourself ridiculously hungry at 14, like be gentle with yourself. That's okay. You don't have to start by doing any ridiculous length fast or something. So uh, I hope you found this helpful. If you would like to um, provide any feedback, you can either email me at podcast at thiswellseasonedlife.com or head on over to the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group and join the conversation over there. I'd love to have you. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Intuitively Intermittent Podcast. If you would like to join in a community of like-minded fasters, uh, come on over to the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group and join the conversation there. I look forward to seeing you. Just answer a few questions and I'll let you in the group and you can be a part of the amazing community that I'm building. Uh, And I look forward to seeing you soon.